DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. going on draft heads welcome back to the key pass collective this is of course your audio companion to the draft society website i'm joe williams i'll be your host today welcome 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 it is pre-game week five uh september 15th and we're here with another episode um want to just give a shout out to the draft society head over there for all of your needs as they pertain to information for this draft game talking uh, fixture difficulty trackers, rest of week uh, rankings. We've got uh, g- you know generally rankings, consensus rankings from uh, seven different analysts, which is act- actually insane. Uh, we have articles dropping daily, trade advice, um, waiver advice, just really almost anything that you can think of. Uh, so head over to thedraftsociety.com and check that out. And then also today, very special, uh, brand new episode is going to be dropping. After this episode, believe it or not, we promised Inner Circle members exclusive podcasts, and today we're going to deliver on that. So right after this episode, we will be recording our very first Inner Circle only podcast. It's going to be available to subscribers on our website. If you mouse over the Inner Circle menu, or if you go to it on your phone, the Inner Circle menu, you will see subscriber-only pods. In that site, in that page, there is an embedded player, and you'll also be able to download it if you'd like to do that. So, Inner Circle members, check that out. If you're not an Inner Circle member, well, real quick plug, five bucks a month or less if you pay for the annual plan. Player projections weekly from DraftLad, weekly rest of season rankings from Chap One, unique fixture difficulty tracker from Drafter Thoughts, and also set piece takers tracker from Drafter Thoughts. Don't forget, personalized, confidential trade advice forms that no one else will see except for us. And then also the ghost point tracker, tracking ghost points, as well as the weekly article from Ryan Barnes detailing the ghost point standouts. Okay. Speaking of, let's talk to the lads who are joining me here today. We have Toddy, and we also have Ryan. Ryan, since I just mentioned the Ghost Point Tracker, and I know you spend a lot of time with that, um, how's it going, first of all? Great to hear from you, man, and tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, doing well, a little under the weather, but pushing through. Um, yeah, dropped the uh, the Ghost Point article um, this week, uh, dropped it a, a few hours ago. So essentially, uh, I go through the, the excellent... Uh, ghost point tracker that our, our stat folks um, put together and, and post on the site and I try and get a, a theme going or I um, just kind of thumb through all of the scores and uh, and highlight and flag uh, three players that I'm either interested in or are really just uh, balling out ghost point wise uh, I try to mix it up a bit um, get some folks that you might have to trade in a few that uh, are a bit more unknown and you can 
uh, pick him up off the waiver wire. Also try to switch it up positionally, get a, a forward, a, a mid, and a defender. Mids are a little trickier, but um, I, I pulled that off uh, in the article today. I uh, got my boy John McGinn nice. into the mix. Love McGinn um, this year. Yeah, he's he's great. He's, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the by the stats. We'll we'll yeah. see if that continues. But um, yeah, so I do that. I also added uh, a few other fixtures, um, a couple honorable mentions, and then the Dr. Peter Venkman Award uh, based on the <laughs> the Ghostbusters character, um, which is someone I flag every week that uh, has a lot of points that week, but flattered to deceive ghost point wise. There you go. uh, Little spoiler alert: It was uh, one CR seven this week. Oh, there are going to be some questions on him uh, in the in the inner circle episode that we do release later. So yeah, people check that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, that's awesome, man. And and also as our our friend and your actual real life friend, uh, William Jennings Bryant pointed out. you have a lot of like really good snark in in that uh, article <laughs> always too, and it's it's always fun to read. Yeah, I try to I try to keep it in check a little bit, but some players just bring it out of me, like, <laughs> like CR seven and a few others. But amen, uh, amen. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun one. Speaking of snark, Toddy, what's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, segue there. Um, yeah, all good, all good. Um, just uh, getting into the. Um, school time routine, which yeah. Uh, yeah. is a bit a bit less hectic than than the um, usual summer routine. So, oh, good, we we've just finished uh, or um, our um, birthday celebrations for my older um, daughter. Oh, those uh, are important. Turned, yeah, yeah, when you're young, she she turned three today um and we went uh for her to ride on a pony wow <laughs> oh god so cool man <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so yep it, it was it was good fun it was it fun. was it everything she'd hoped and dreamed it would be well um <laughs> she had no and, idea hopes She's and dreams are limited six months of dreams <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but she enjoyed it a lot, and she <laughs> she she had already done it once before. Um, oh, cool! But she she she'd um, been pushing us to to do it again, and uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a, an ideal opportunity to do it do it on her birthday. And she already called her grandparents and told, her, told them that uh, that she'd been riding a pony. So amazing, um, dude! Sa- safe to see that say that uh, she enjoyed it. So all good. Beautiful. Okay. What's the name of the pony, by chance? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope it had like a really Hungarian name. No, it, it's just Caramel. Oh, oh okay. That's, Come that's, on. that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Blah. It'd be even funnier if it was just like a straight up white horse, but named Caramel. He's like, okay, yeah, hold, no, hold on a second was, here. It was proper Caramel. And you're sure it wasn't, <laughs> you're sure it wasn't just Jitters. <laughs> might have been might have been alright yeah the owner is a big big friends fan <laughs> okay <laughs> I brought it on myself alright um, anyway so today uh, ladies and gents listeners we are going to be talking about scintillating storylines so one brief fantasy relevant storyline from each club um, emphasis on the brief because otherwise we are never going to get to this listener question pod um, but we have been each sort of like assigned slash volunteered for several clubs and um, we're going to go down the table or up the table shall I say in reverse order uh, so we're going to hit you with the talking point 
And then briefly, if there's any discussion from um, the other members of the, you know, the pod here, uh, we can talk about it um, again briefly. So it's going to be super quick fire. Listeners, buckle up because we got 20 teams to get through. So I, I guess I'll just kick it off since I, I for some reason volunteered to take Norwich. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to hit you guys with with my thought. And then if there's anything else, a minute or two, uh, you guys can chime in and then we just move right along. So as far as Norwich is concerned, my thought is this. Keep an eye on Norwich ghost point scorers in fan track scoring. So if you play in fan track's default scoring, ghost point scorers, Pierre Lise Malou has 7.6 points per start and only 20% of his points come from goals, assists, and clean sheets. Max Aaron, similarly, 11.3 ghost points per start. Only the goals against are really keeping him down as far as his, his uh, fantasy points are concerned, which will continue. And then... Solis, the new man, the new forward um, in Fantrax at least, uh, if his starts continue, he had 8.1 ghost points per start, and he only had really his one start so far. Anything on that, gentlemen? Um, real quick on uh, on the midfield. I, I, I like Lise Malou as kind of a, a streamer slash punt, especially given the, the dearth of midfielders. Like mid uh, like four. Said, got, yeah, like you said, he's got decent... Um, Decent ghost points. I want to see how he and the the other midfielders do in this this nice stretch of games. But what I'm really kind of worried and intrigued about is um, you thought the the top two ish kind of assets from them would be uh, Cantwell and Rashica, and I don't think neither of them started uh, the last game versus Arsenal. So I I don't roster either of them, but I'm curious right. kind of what people are doing uh, with them because yeah, you would think that they would have been decent value. Norwich players. I think you got to move on. <laughs> yeah, um, I had Brandon Williams as well in the in the waiver wire article ah, yes. um, that dropped at the beginning of the week uh, as a cheaper and um, less rostered alternative to sure. Max Aaron's, um, who has been doing um, similarly well, not as well. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, as same as Ryan, I'm I'm intrigued on how how the um, whole situation with the midfield will shape will shape up because because uh, even the set pieces are a bit of a mess uh, at this current point. So yeah. if you look if you've read the set piece tracker article that uh, was published, um, I think yesterday. Uh, Zolis, uh, the forward, uh, Greek forward, took uh, um, two corners. Dowell took one free kick, um, <laughs> and uh, Rashica took three corners when once he was on. But Dowell and Zolis weren't on either. Um, before that, Gilmore took uh, some set pieces as well. So it's it's a total mess. There. Yeah, yeah. It's a total mess, um, is what you're saying. So, yeah, I think I think one of the, one of these guys will will show his value. It's just difficult to decide on which one. Cool. All right, moving right along. Uh, Newcastle, which I also um, <laughs> volunteered Could for. Tell Joe got the short I, end of the I, stick. Well, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of these were taken when I hopped into the dock, but at the same time, I don't actually mind taking these guys because um, there's some interesting, interesting storylines here. So <laughs> Newcastle, uh, this is according to to the folks over at Understat. 
they are 14th in expected goals. 14th in expected goals, which is interesting because they are second bottom on the table. They are, however, second bottom in expected goals against. The only team lower? Arsenal. Huh. So, uh, nothing, Ryan? Okay, cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I know. It, it's Pass. The, it's the city game. We all know. We all know. All right. So, anyway, second bottom in expected goals against, meaning that there are a lot of goals expected against them. So, the defense is shit this year. Um, but the XG could bode well for players like Richie, Willock, Murphy, who I think is super undervalued this year. Um, and they have a great run coming up, minus a few bad matchups here and there. So they've got Leeds, Watford, Wolves, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford, Arsenal, Norwich. I believe those are the next 10 matches. Anything on that, gents? Yeah, I like... I like uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, I was going to say that uh, while Wilson's out... Uh, uh, Joe Linton is a is a sneaky ad for those very few teams this year. <laughs> Desperate. <laughs> don't have six the, forwards. The don't have six forwards, yeah, I was gonna say. Um yeah, because because he he'll obviously start and he has a good floor of five to seven points and might nick a goal or two with this XG that Joe mentioned. So yeah, I think I'd for for most of these Obviously not the Spurs or the Chelsea game, <laughs> yeah. but all the others. I think I'd I'd be okay trotting him out as a forward three. Nice. Yeah, I was just gonna say I I also uh, I like the the three players you mentioned. Um, I think particularly Willick, uh, given that he had a, a pretty slow start. I think he had four points in each of the the first two starts, but then um, against United this past game week, he had yeah. eleven goes points. Yeah. Uh, which which was tasty, so that bodes well for for this uh, next run of, of fixtures. So I'm hoping that he he cracks on uh, from here, and his his value is pretty low right now. So it could be a decent time to to get him in for this. And yeah, Richie and Murphy went went really under the radar, and they've been scoring fairly well. Yeah, I think they're dependable. I think you just slot them in, and anytime you need a mid three slash four, just boom, there you go, no big deal. Um, except for, like Toddy said, maybe those Tottenham-Chelsea games. And really only maybe the Chelsea game, to be honest. Um, speaking of Toddy, yeah. I think you have the next team, which is Burnley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Exciting. I, I only wrote in, oh, obviously, you guys know that we have a... We have a difference of opinion with uh, Burnley with regards <laughs> to Burnley assets with uh, our our boy Genie, who unfortunately this time couldn't even be on for the twenty minutes that that he went that he came on last week. Oh, uh, I just wrote he will. Um, I'm I'm expecting a written apology uh, to and about Dwight McNeil. He's bowling out. He, yes. He's had he's had ten plus point games in all of the games this season, um, and and this this is this is why he was taken in round three or four uh, last season. Obviously, he had he had an off year last season, and um, that made him drop a bit later um, this time around. But yeah, he's he's a sol- solid one to keep an eye on, and I think he'll continue to provide so if you're thinking of selling high i wouldn't because i think that's that's his 
what what is what he's currently bringing to the table is his um, his actual value. So if you can get more for him, yeah, sell high. But if if you can get if you if you're only looking for like a, a solid mid two, then I'd I'd just keep McNeil. Toddy, you're not going to believe this. I'm I'm just looking at the useful draft metrics that have been updated. Um, thanks to Drafter Thoughts. And Dwight McNeil's GACS percentage, so his his percentage of points that are scored from goals, assists, or clean sheets. Well, he hasn't he, he hasn't had one of zero uh, currently. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't had but a he's, clean sheet, a goal, or an assist. Okay, fine, but he's the double digit in every single game. He's the thirtieth overall player in points per start with a zero percent GACS. Yep. Fourth and in ghost points per start, fifteen a game. Yep, mid two. Damn mid two. I love it. Keeps it going. He's mid one. Adds a couple returns. Right. right? Uh, this is Rafinha levels. Oh, yeah, he's dwarfing year, Rafinha right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, Toddy, great segue. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you also have leads. Yep. Yeah, so uh, as we're looking at storylines rather than than the big picture stuff, uh, I was wondering if, what you guys had on Dan James. He was taken um, for a lot of fab in in most leagues that we are in twenty thirty plus. Insane. Um, everyone was excited um, about the transfer fee and about how I wasn't su- supposedly Bielsa loves him, and even if. Even if he somehow makes it into the into the eleven, which right. I doubt that he does. <laughs> um, but if he does, would would that even warrant consideration? Um, seeing as when whenever he started for United, his points were below below um, droppable levels. Five point nine PPS last season. Um, yeah. ghost points and, of five <laughs> and just to remind everyone PPS is points per start so we're not we're, it's not some it's not some uh, made up metric that <laughs> that makes him makes him look bad it's, it's no right no points, he's just bad yeah the points that he actually got from the games he started so the argument that he didn't start enough or whatever that's not that that's not that doesn't stand and 5.9 is is bad even i think he he even scored goal or something um for united last season so that's even worse uh for ghost points <laughs> Yeah, I never understood the the hype about him going to going to Leeds, going to a bad team, gonna rotate, and then when he does start, he's trash. So yeah, not for me. What was interesting though in the, this past game um, is that he subbed on for for Harrison. Right. So everybody was kind of worried about like Rodrigo and a few other players. Um, didn't think that the Harrison or Rafinha were were um, touchable, but it just goes to show that there's only two real wingers in that system. Harrison and Rafinha, and they're probably not going to switch around. So if James does supplant somebody, potentially uh, could be Harrison. That's kind of the the danger uh, for him. So yeah, that's if you roster James or uh, Harrison, then I'd be a little bit concerned, even more so than his just general lack of points. Hmm. Yep. Exactly. Um, I think. I think. Um, 
Harris Harrison has a has a fire under his um, backside, so we'll see how he reacts. Is it gonna be a kind of like how Luke Shaw did last season, right? Or is it gonna is he just gonna be a timeshare with Dan James, or is he gonna come off every time at sixty minutes? That's my worry. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my worry. That's uh, because because what Dan James has is pace, mm-hmm. and bringing him on um, for the end of the games actually does make sense um, from a tactical point of view because he'll he'll face some tired wingers or tired wingbacks or or defenders. So yeah, that that could easily happen. So, but back to the original question no we are not interested correct correct yep (laughs) all right ryan you had your boys arsenal yeah um just still climbing high from that uh monumental victory against norwich yes Um, yeah still got the glow um (laughs) curious if if this kind of continues, um, they had a, a really bad start, of course. But, I mean, the two of the first three fixtures were Chelsea and, and Man City. Um, the first fixture was at Brentford. They were missing half their starters. No excuse. Should Still should have gotten a result. But the first three were, I, I thought they were going to be a wash, at least two of them. Um, so now we're kind of starting fresh. Looked pretty good against Norwich. Um, really impressed by, by Tomiyasu. Pepe had amazing game. Kind of at the end of the game, uh, which was super interesting tactically, they switched to a a four three three with um, Party as the the lone CDM with um, ESR and um, and uh, Saka kind of as as floating uh, or ESR and, and Odegaard rather as floating eights, and then were able to slot in Saka and and Pepe in the wings, and then Oba up top. So kind of what I've been trying to figure out is how they can slot in all of those attacking players uh, into the lineup, and that's kind of how they look like they're going to do it. And we've all kind of been anxiously waiting for the inevitable um, evolution to a 4-3-3, which is what they use at City and what Arteta was kind of learning from Pep. So curious if, if this is kind of the start of that it it leaves them even more open at the at the back which they're obviously very vulnerable but i will say that uh, ben white and, and gabrielle are back and they look pretty solid and like i said tomiyasu had a, a really solid debut so yeah just hoping that they crack on good matchup against burnley this week we'll uh we'll see yep I'm I'm actually excited for them i'm i'm super excited about tomiyasu looked awesome um i think abba actually has like uh, a little bit of pep back in his step. He actually looks like he cares again, which is interesting. Um, yeah, they and, all celebrated the goal. Really. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Saka just uh, was on it, you know, from from the go. So I I think they look good. I'm excited. Not, not for French tracks though. Well, I got ten is decent. I mean, you expect maybe a little bit more against Norwich. Yeah, I mean, not everybody can drop twenty nine like Pepe, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a Pepe question in the bonus pod. So anybody who's there wants to check oh, that out, there lad. definitely is. Yeah, there definitely is. I, f- I may have written that in as under like a pseudonym. <laughs> Your burner accounts. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> All right, Toddy, anything quick on Arsenal? Yeah. Um, are we worried about Odegaard? Um, because he's, he's... He was five points, you. I think, right? I think his value uh, was um, 
thought to have been dependent on him taking all the set pieces and he's taking none of the set pieces so that's a bit concerning obviously good for Pepe as yeah. he's taking all of them um, as you can see from his ghost points and everything that he brings to the table but yeah um, I wasn't really high on um, Odegaard to start with and uh, pro probably possibly even lower now that's a that's a that's a fair point i was actually surprised myself to see that um that he wasn't on uh, at least some set pieces i'm just glad that Saka's not on them anymore i mean the guy i love the player but his corners were just absolute trash so <laughs> happy particularly as a as a pepe roster to see him on there but i think ultimately odegaard will probably start start taking some and he actually the, he passed the eye test against norwich looked looked really good um was unlucky to not get at least an assist um, or an attacking return during that game. So he's got a little bit of that second uh, assist syndrome, um, but the fact that he was involved in basically everything going forward, um, I thought was a pretty good sign. So I, um, I'm i still fairly high on him. I kind of want to see him crack on in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, decent start. Uh, like I said, I test wise, we'll see if it translates into points. Nice. Nope. I'm with Toddy for the record. I, but I, I think I'm on the record also as, as having said that I really kind of thought he was like a mid three, maybe two on a good day. I, I never really. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that's where I am, too. Cool. OK, uh, let's talk Watford. Ryan, you also uh, had some thoughts. <laughs> uh, I don't know if thoughts is the right word. Well, I was kind of forced into writing something. Um, I mean, higher than Arsenal on the table. So, yeah. Ooh. unfortunately, right? I mean, you, okay. you guys right. get them all out because we're all winning right. the next three games. <laughs> so all this relegation six pointer quips, get them all out. Uh, Watford. Um, yes. I, I thankfully and purposely don't uh, roster any Watford players, but um, kind of curious what folks that were really high on um, on Sar and uh, Dennis and a few other folks after that uh, that big win, I think against Villa, um, they've really gone off the boil uh, since then. And so I'm kind of curious what folks are doing with with assets like that that uh, started off really well and obviously have it in their locker to do well, but have just kind of petered out. I'm I'm assuming that Watford is kind of going to be up and down all season. So I probably would hold since their values um, on a low. But yeah, curious what you guys think. Toddy, I'm I'm. <laughs> Pass. I'm <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm really mad that they got they let Dini go, so they're in the doghouse <laughs> for me. They're in the doghouse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I think Sar. We've already flagged him even in all in the off season that he didn't have the best of seasons in the championship. He burst in onto the scene last uh, the season before in the Premier League. Had a few great games. Otherwise, was uh, meh. So I think that's just um, feeding into the the value that we had him at uh, for the first um, or or before the season started. I think the window for getting him out on the high or, or is is firmly shut. Um, yeah, for Sar, I think I think he's a hold. Um, at some point, they'll start switching it up if if the results are not coming, and obviously, Dennis and King uh, 
will be uh, on the chopping block. So, yeah, I think I think at at some point you're gonna have to drop those guys. But but sorry, you're just gonna have to keep on roster and and treat as a forward four, forward three, play when when your midfield is is weak or um, or um, rotated and keep on the bench otherwise. We're, dan- we're dangerously close to the two minutes for Watford, um, which should have probably yeah, been no, one no, minute. But, but sorry, hold on, sorry, hold on, sorry. really quickly, really quickly. Um, I know a lot of not only Watford fans, but a lot of just people who followed them last year are really excited for the return of Joao Pedro. Is anybody here? Uh, wait and see for me. I actually randomly saw in a, an interview with Jeannie's boy, Danny Rose, before the season. Oh, and uh, <laughs> they, uh, they asked him who he was most impressed with. Um, and everybody they asked including danny rose to a person said jail pedro so they seem pretty hyped about this about this dude um i'll wait i'll wait to uh to see it okay all right sounds good all right so up next we have southampton which i of course have as well um <laughs> so i have just really just one thought on southampton and i don't know that we need to spend a whole lot of time here necessarily unless you guys have other thoughts but basically for me it's this miserable upcoming run absolutely miserable um i am not adding any southampton any new southampton players to my roster um certainly not multiple of them for this upcoming run they have city away wolves at home chelsea away absolutely not after that though we have leeds and burnley at home watford away villa at home and then norwich away so my advice is if you like any southampton player who is not named james ward prowse wait until the next three matches are over and then pick them up off the waiver wire when somebody drops them what do you guys think i yeah i tend to agree we were talking in our in our chat uh genie was particularly been tracking uh muhammad salizu who's who's got oh really good um ghost point numbers but yeah they can't they can't keep a clean sheet to no. save their lives other than uh, this last one against uh against west ham and yeah with with that schedule that's that's brutal but after that for that little um soft schedule i i like someone like that or maybe even a, a pun on Liberminto. but uh yeah otherwise it's it's jdp or nothing okay yep. same same here same here i i picked up salisu but i think i'll probably drop him because I'm, I'm i don't think i'll be able to hold him for for this um three game stretch i might start him against wolves if i'm in a bind at defense but other than that yeah definitely not against city and chelsea oh yeah miserable like i said can i ask you guys one thing yeah. on uh, southampton because i'm kind of going through this um this this game week tempted to to drop jwp versus city I mean, I've never benched the guy in my life when he's starting, but I'm very tempted to do so because I have, I have decent um, replacements for him. But yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? It would take some really decent replacements. Um, I mean, I have uh, a midfield of... Hold on one second. Um, Buendia, Joe Willick with a tasty matchup versus, uh, versus Leeds. JWP, Odegaard versus Burnley, Gross versus Leicester. Yeah, those are my those are my mids. Hmm. Toddy. Well, um just to um 
give you some food for thought. Um, his two matchups against City last season amounted to 26.5 points, uh, which is a 13-point average um, for for JWP. Did he get a return in those games? Must have, right? Uh, must have. Uh, the two uh, games against City the season before, 28 over um, points. Oh, wow. So a 14-point average uh, with one goal and zero assists in 2019-20. I'll have a look at the 2020-21 numbers. Yeah, one goal and zero assists. So one goal in in the two matches, but still at 13.25 average. Wow. Yeah, I've been meaning to, to check those historical numbers versus the city. No, that's, that's great. Thanks. I don't know if I would just ever drop him. I then think he would just be in my lineup, you know, perpetually. So it's not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do yeah. it, but I've, I've even, contemplated even the, it. Don't overthink it. On an yeah. off season. So like 18, 19 season, he had, he had 12.5 in the two games, which is decent. I think six, six. Yeah, I'd, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Yeah. But the the five I, spot I, versus West Ham is concerning. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll he'll get you he'll get you those numbers since last year, I think. Yeah. Okay, um, Ryan, another team that you are famous for loving and has been <laughs> off to a bit of a rocky start, but finally scored a goal thanks to uh, yeah. new signing. We have Wolves. Thoughts on Wolves? Yeah, um, finally cracked the dam this past game week <laughs> took an own goal yeah. to, to really start it off and then uh, a really jammy just goal from uh <laughs> from he chan but you know a goal is a goal is a goal um yeah i mean that's it's been well documented that the their first few matches they've just created a, a ton of chances xg out the wazoo uh particularly versus united and they just haven't had anybody to to bury them um so that's why all of us have been fairly bullish on on jimenez um but yeah i, I also like uh he chan just because he can usually uh finish fairly well um curious going on one from yard yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, nobody else has been putting him in, but historically is a is a pretty good finisher. Um, wondering if that kind of uh, points lodge to cram him into the the lineup and thus kind of change a little bit to a four four two, or if for the time being he'll just be kind of a, a super sub um, like he was this past game week to come on and and hopefully uh, get a goal. But yeah, otherwise I'm I'm bullish on the the fullbacks as you know, Marshall and. Um, and Semedo, as well as the the front three of uh, Trincao, um, Adama, and, and Jimenez. Um, and yeah, as I said, potentially with Hechan coming in. I don't think Potence is really going to um, scare anyone out of the starting lineup, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on. I like People have been asking me if, if Trincao's spot is in danger. Like... Any human, well. any human being with eyes, and I assume Bruno Lage is one of those. Um, he does seem to have eyes, though. As as far as I've seen in, in pictures so. and whatnot, I've never seen the man in person. Um, how could you not see Trinkau's performances and think, "Oh, that's a player that's immediately in my lineup every week." Like that, it, everything he does is 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 progressive. Like he he's he's always 
on the ball. He's always doing something creative. And like to have him and Adama both in the squad, I mean, it's just like that's that's why their expected goals are so high, but they're just not putting them away. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd much rather see um, Wang Yichan, um get an appearance than Prudence because Prudence doesn't give them more <laughs> finishing pro- prowess. It, he just gives them even more um, build up, build up. Play, <laughs> yeah, which which they are already almost the best at the league. In right. The league at, so <laughs> yeah, I think he, they need they need a poacher and and and. Wang Yichan is someone who might be that. We've already seen him score from half a yard out. Maybe he can do it from three yards out. <laughs> yeah. Progressively get outside, yeah. Six, maybe. That's the same thing we're hoping for Whoa. from Ronaldo, to be honest. Uh, but <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right, Ryan, your other, other favorite team, Aston Villa. We saw Watkins return with an absolute, just amazing performance. So I'm curious uh, what your thought is on them. God, I'm, yeah, I'm so hyped about Watkins. Oh. And I'm just, I'm going to be patting myself on the back for the foreseeable future for getting him in a Ronaldo uh, fab deal. But, um, yeah, looked looked really lively versus Chelsea. Super unlucky not to uh, not to get a goal. Actually, he had two he had really so really good chances um, <laughs> that he should have buried in kind of mid season form. He buries at least one of them, um, and so in a in a really bad matchup at Chelsea for him to to score that well to drop more than thirteen ghost points. I mean, in, against inferior opposition, I think he's going to ball out. And the the big thing for me is we have yet to see. Um, and Aston Villa fully fit with Buendia, Ali, Ings, and Bailey on the pitch at the at the same time, and that's really going to be going to be scary. And um, I also want to shout out Bailey. I think he's a, a pretty good um, trade in uh, candidate right now. Um, he hasn't had a had a start yet, but every time he's come in, I've been really impressed. I test, and he's just drops like four or five points in, in a matter of 15, 20 minutes. So I think um, if he can get a run of games as a starter, he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty scary. I I don't want to bring bring up old <laughs> um, hurts, mm. but um, <laughs> that's that's um, eerily familiar to. One Chingis under oh. who looked absolutely on fire Come when on. he came on. He did though. He did. But Dean Smith and Braj is a, a different story. Dean Smith, you gotta like force him to not start a particular player every every uh, game and Braj just doesn't wanna bring in any any new blood. Yeah, I mean so. I'm with you. I'm just I'm just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early I'm days. Trying to yeah, trying to put some Ice on that excitement. Yeah, that's fair. A little temper, yeah, temper I, some expectations. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If you can get him in for uh, for cheaper, then then go for it because his potential is through the roof. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Okay, Toddy, Crystal Palace, who it's yeah. some somehow are higher in the table than all of these other teams we've mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and one main one reason is exactly guy, the guy that I was gonna. Um, offer up as a talking point is Connor Gallagher, and he's been balling out like hell. Yep. Um So he's playing like a mid two, mid three this yep. season. Um, but early signs, and I'm going back to the 
set piece article that I've almost fully spoiled now. <laughs> uh, that um, that most of his value um, is coming from him taking hundred percent of palace sets. Ah. Um, but uh, our good friend, former third round pick Luka Milivojevic, is back, and as as soon as he stepped on the pitch, he uh, commanded all of the set pieces back. Oh, okay, it might. I was be. worried about Elise and uh, maybe Will Hughes um, for Gallagher, but yeah, I hadn't thought about Milivojevic. It's a blast in the past. Yeah, so uh, I think he's definitely a sell high at this point. Okay, that's fair. Um, that said, if he somehow wins that battle to keep some, at least some of the set pieces, he should offer great mid three value for the rest of the season. Yeah. The only thing I would say on that is that he he has been in dangerous positions. I mean, his goal assist clean sheet, clean sheet percentage is fifty two percent. That's pretty high for a midfielder. Um, and so the fact that he is contributing as much as he is to goals and assists, like that's, and, and he has a lot of shots on goal. So, I mean, that's, that's something that potentially going forward could, he could maintain. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's what I said then. Even if, even if he's mentioned as a sell high, it's, it's only because. Sure. Because of his uh, games and scores that he had, I don't think he'll maintain a, a double-digit uh, points per match uh, score for the whole season. But if you can get him in for an underperforming Harvey Barnes, then I'd 100% do that. I like it. I like it. All right, Toddy, moving on, we have Brentford, who, again, are higher than all the other teams previously mentioned in this in this episode. Yeah, so uh, for this, um, I, I, am, I am posting one question. Which assets are we starting for uh, this less-than-ideal run that they are going to have in the upcoming few um I'll I'll give you the I got it. Wolves, uh, Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester, Burnley. Wolves, Liverpool, no. West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester, Burnley. I'll start Pinnock versus uh Burnley, but that's it. That's it on the any of those games? <laughs> I'll start Pinnock in all of those games. Exactly. And this this mm. is where uh I'd give you a shout out or give our uh avid listener and Inner Circle member extraordinaire Sean Conley a shout out. Um, he he posted a question to us mainly and to the uh, FF chaps, Chap One from the FF chaps, who is doing our Inner Circle weekly rest of the season ranks. Um, the question is: current top ten defender on total points, on total ghost points, on aerials and interceptions. And is not in the top thirty-six. Oh. He's a top ten defender in all of these categories. Do we make a mistake? And he is he is one. Um, um, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan Pinnock. Uh, okay, we all know his name <laughs> by now. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's 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 Pinnock. Oh, I said Neil. Yeah, I'm trying. Wait, to Ryan, do we know his name? <laughs> Neil, right? 
<laughs> Neil Warnock. <laughs> Neil Warnock. Yep, that's him. Yep, yep. That that's, is him. That's, that's him. So <laughs> can't find him on the wire. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think this this was a like a thought thought provoking question. I mean, um, I I agree. Okay, I don't. He he went up thirty one spots in our rankings. Since I mean, how much of this is from week one versus Arsenal when he had that assist? I'll tell you this. Uh, it's got to inflate the numbers quite a bit. I mean, I, I like yeah, him, but I, I don't yeah, think he's... 24.5 against Arsenal. Exactly. 10.25 against Palace uh, with a clean sheet. Ugh. Then 7.25 against Villa, Not conceding bad. one. And 9.5 against Brighton, conceding one goal. Not bad. Yep, exactly. I, I gotta assume that a couple of those games they're gonna concede more than one goal. Yeah, I think the like the Liverpool game and possibly the Leicester game are gonna be uh, uh, bloodbath. Bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say wash. Or oh well, like that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this, Toddy. You and I and Jeannie, uh, we all have him right around the same spot, 107, 108, 109, whereas everybody else is much lower on him. So I think that's interesting. Uh, round round pat on the back. <laughs> if everyone's... I mean, I mean, Ryan started the back pats uh, with Bailey, so... There you go. We deserve one for Pinnock. All right. Are we done with Brentford? We yes, are. please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toddy, Lester, everybody's favorite team to hate lately. <laughs> yep. The the big question, um, and I think that's that's been um, floating around for a few weeks now, is are we finally going to see two up front? Are we finally going to see an Iannaccio or maybe a Daka start? No. Now that now that um, uh, all of the defenders are up to um, speed and fit, so like now Sinju and uh, and Evans Vestergaard. and Vestergaard are all fit and firing. Um, they may go go back to the three at the back, which could could uh, end up. Uh, giving them the opportunity to start Iannaccio with Vardy, which would mean that um, that's a bit of bit of a struggle for the Barnes owners as well, because it would relegate him probably to the bench. Does Madison lose out in that formation too? I'm trying to remember. No. <laughs> he never loses out. He just loses out on Fantrax points. See, that's the thing. Yes. He does. He doesn't, though. He doesn't. As long as Madison is on the pit, there must be a clause in his contract. As long as he is is fit and ready to go, uh, Brendo's just he's not going to give up on him. He, he just doesn't. He doesn't care. Like his form is just meh. Whatever. No big deal. But Ianacho lights the world on fire the last ten games last season, and he can't see a freaking start to save his life. But what makes you think that the fact that Iannaccio is missing out is because of the formation and lack of, of center back health? I, I, I honestly think that this is their this is his go-to formation. This is what he would prefer to play with Vardy as, as the, the spearhead. 
I think that's right, but he's got to be pretty pragmatic at this point. They haven't had the best results. And when have you uh, known I'm, him to be pragmatic? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's fair. And <laughs> right. I'm always going to be skeptical, but I think if now possibly could be the time because I I watched the end of the that city game and they look so much better with Ianacho. Yeah, agree. On. Um, so this this might be it. If it's not, then yeah, all bets are off. I was asking Jeannie about Madison because um, obviously I have him in both of my leagues. Uh, you held and, on to him. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Well, I sent out. Yeah, a million, I would have. I would have done the same. I sent I out a million trade offers. Pennies on the dollar yet? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody accepted my trade offers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I asked Jeannie, Why? and he Jeannie's, Jeannie was like, "Well, look, <laughs> this week is basically do or die for him." Like, the media is clamoring. People are asking what's happened to him. Um, this week is basically his week to show it. And and if he doesn't, there's probably going to be a little bit more uh, chatter about what to do with James Madison. And so Jeannie thinks that he's he's really going to kind of turn it on this week against Brighton. Uh, TBD. The, the thing about Brighton that people aren't talking about is the fact that um, their, def- their defense awesome. is actually really good. Like, really good. Yeah, no, they've, the point, they've had a great run of form. Yeah, to the point where their <clears throat> their color is red on our fixture difficulty tracker uh, when when midfielders and forwards <laughs> go against them. And that's how I know, because I need that's those great. colors. I'm like an elementary school child. <laughs> <laughs> how many clean sheets have they had thus far? At least two or three, right? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but pr- yes, question mark? Yeah, they had they one this weekend. I don't know that... Uh, I think game week one they had a one-one draw, and I think since then they've they've had um, they've had they've had two. This is this is solid podcasting. Yeah, they've That's, had two. They've had two. Like we've got it. We've got it. They've had two <laughs> against Brentford and Watford. <laughs> Who can remember stuff? <laughs> All right, this is a great. That's why time we do to- the prep. This is a great time. No, they've had they've had. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Great time yeah, to move right. on to West Ham. Ryan, go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to get my licks in on, nope, we're on good. Brighton, but okay. We're good. Fair enough. Um, West Ham, um, a few kind of lingering questions that uh, that I have. I'm curious how the Thursday-Sunday slog, which I know all too well, is going to um, gonna affect West Ham. So I'm talking about Europa League, how that might affect the, the starting eleven. I know that the genie has been pretty confident that they're going to rest Antonio and, and all of those um, and that Vlasic will get an appearance and, and all of that. But there has to be a some semblance of, of rotation as well as folks picking up injuries. So I kind of in the Most back of my head. Time, yeah. yeah, of course, he's he's a stalwart. Um, I in the back of my head when I was drafting kind of had that. Um, in my mind, I was kind of focusing more on teams like like Wolves that uh, were good but didn't have Europa League duties. So I kind of backed off of West Ham a little bit. So kind of want to see how that happens. Um, and more immediate, wondering what uh, if Lasage gets his debut this weekend with Antonio out. And uh, we talked about it a little bit in our internal chat, but what the hell is going on with, with Thomas Suchek? Yeah, that's your boy, Toddy answer i think yeah i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not worried i think um that we are seeing his floor which is around four five seven on a good day um we like him for his goals which which will come because he's getting into dangerous areas 
um, without set pieces and with set pieces as well. So I'm not worried at all at all about Suchek. So if he's if he's um, ranked lower now, I think he's a buy low. Hmm. The only thing that worries me is that his low scores two four four and a half in Fantrax default scoring came against Leicester Crystal Palace Southampton and he never used to have that low of a floor that was the the great part about him he used to have at least seven or eight just due to aerials but it doesn't seem like he's getting those well I mean I'll, I'd give him I'd give him a few more weeks but if he continues to score below fives then yeah obviously that's that's an issue that's fair. Yeah, be patient. It's still early in the season, remember. Everybody, remember. It's still early. We we promised ourselves we were going to be patient this year. We promised ourselves, remember? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeannie has some thoughts on Tottenham, uh, which I want to I read out. And then... <laughs> <Don't> we all... <laughs> No, but they're not just, they're not just, it's not just a string of expletives, Ryan. (laughs) Fair Um, enough. (laughs) So I'll read that out and then anything that we want to add, we can do. All right. So he says that Kane is not really firing under Nuno. It's kind of concerning. He thinks that Spurs, or at least it seems that they'll struggle a lot in attack this season. Um, He still likes Deli Alley and Mora as upside plays, which he might be alone in that. Um, Until his grave, he'll go on with Deli Alley. Yeah. yeah, I think they're probably friends on like Xbox Live or something. (laughs) And that's why he is around the same age, right? Yeah. but he says we won't see Kane of last season, that's for sure. So that is a concern, certainly. Uh, any of those uh, pieces of information you guys want to snack on, go for it. I'll have a snack on Deli Alley real quick. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've said it, I think, almost every week. Without that fluke penalty versus Wolves in game week two, he has done absolutely nothing of note. And he still, for some reason, has this uh, name value from yep. three or four seasons ago. And the fact that he's starting, people think that, you know, miraculously, he's he's actually going to start scoring well. He's not. Yeah. Get him out. Agreed. Immediately. Yep. Same with Mora. He, said he had that one good game. Um, and he's going to be rotated with uh, Bergwijn and hopefully uh, Hill as well. So, yeah, stay away. I would love to see Brian Hill. Like an, anything it, new yeah. at Spurs, please. Anything. <laughs> I I said it like on on Twitter the the 1-0 victories that, you know, had made him the manager of the of the month. They were papering over all of the cracks. They looked like shit. They nicked a jammy goal and yep. defended. I was impressed by the game week 1 versus City. But otherwise, I mean, it's just been really boring, turgid football. And Three, you can't depend on a lucky goal and a, and a clean sheet exactly. every week. Three 1-0 wins they didn't deserve. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, yeah. Fantasy-wise, it's, yeah. I'd only like Sun and Roy, and the fullbacks. And some of the, maybe maybe Romero and, um, yeah, maybe the center yeah, backs. We'll, we'll see how Romero... Um, pans out but yeah but yeah I'd, I'd even i'd even say son and regulon and that's it well, maybe hoiberg hoiberg as a good um mid four he's he's playing this box-to-box role this season and he's 
He's putting up good scores. So if you're looking for a solid mid that will get you seven points every game without fail and will not get you any more without fail, uh, then yeah, I think I think that's good. That's good shout. Yeah, he's in the same conversation with like uh, Liz Malou. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Which is where you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. I would love to be met. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good. I just want to be in that conversation. conversation. To be, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I want. Be in that conversation. All right. I, I, I think Royal will end up panning out. I think he'll do well. I'm gonna hold him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Enough on Spurs. Toddy Brighton. Well, um, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you a question um, on Brighton assets. I think they, uh, they are even more frustrating than Chelsea and City for uh, rotation. Um, the question is, um, let's, let's roll out some, some names and I think we, we can, we can um, talk about recent or, or um, short term here. So next five games, who are, or how many games are these, um, these folks Starting in the next five. Okay, just a quick fire from both of you. Shane Duffy. Five. Yeah. I think he's nailed on at this point until proven otherwise. Reluctantly agree with Jeannie now. Okay, Pascal (laughs) Gross. Four to five. Four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to see if if this COVID-19... Possible exposure is is really why he wasn't um, in the team because uh, he wasn't even on the bench. So I I buy it until I don't. He will feature. He will feature in the inner circle episode. Okay. Oh, got um, it. <laughs> okay, Alexis McAllister. Don't know. Two? Don't care. <laughs> don't, don't care. Why? He's their third highest scorer. Um, Thirty five points. Solid, solid mint when he starts. Um. So he uh, in the games he started. No. Uh. So he's he's had a goal and assist. Thirteen point five, nine point five, three against Everton, but nine point five again against Brentford. Streamer, obviously, yeah. But how many will he start? Okay, sure. As a streamer, five. okay. I said two. Two. Yep. Okay. Back off. Neil sure. Mopai. Unfortunately, five. Okay, I'm waiting for the day when they pair him with Welbs and they thus Trossard. produce the best forward. Trossard, three to three. Four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Feltman. Who knows? I'm over him. One. Not on my radar anymore. One. He's went since he's back from injury. He started. He. he he came on one. in the second <laughs> half, and he started the one game that he was back from injury from. Lamptey's back. 11. Not okay. yet. Lamptey's my next question for for the next five. Three. I think one. I don't think he's going to be back yeah. until after the October international break, probably. Uh, he might be. Yeah, he might be eased in. Good call. Okay, Solly March. Okay, this God, is the problem. He's and killing it, me. This is another. This is another question on the the episode later. Um, is the question man. how many midfielders will Graham Potter try to slot in as fullbacks? See, that's the thing. And now they have a now they have a fullback. So yeah. why would this answer not be one or zero? Don't know. He's too talented to be on the freaking bench. I'll tell you that. 
Well, and he's not he's never been a fullback in his career. This is not something that he's like supposed to be doing. He's if you no matter what but site you Sammy look him up Gross. on. Right. Well, yeah. No matter what site you look him up on, transfer marked, sofa score, any of the other ones, they all list him as as a left mid or a right mid. And then sometimes a center mid. I'm talking about um March. Okay, so so I'll I'll rephrase the question. Are there any other uh, players besides Duffy, Gross, and Trossard that you are um, that you have problems dropping if you are in a bind during the game week? I'm gonna hold on to March for the time being. Yeah, and Lamptey. Lamptey has only been picked up this last week. He was dropped almost everywhere I saw. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still on some wires. He's been picked up, though. I mean, I, I'd be fine dropping him again. Who know, who knows what what's going to happen? Like, he relies on his speed. He had a long-term injury. I mean, it's 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 anyone's guess. Okay. He's on one of my wires, and I was tempted to pick him up, but I, I don't want to have him saddled in my roster for the next four weeks, so I'm going to wait. Okay, cool. So, yeah, just reiterating that this is a team with an extra amount of um, players who are similarly talented and we have and can be played in almost all of the positions um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah and that that's what makes them droppable this is the because you can't you can't yeah. um, rely on them playing stream team this is the stream <laughs> team yeah that's what we'll, that's we'll, what we'll call them all right, Man City, Genie had some thoughts on them, and then we can weigh in if we need to. He says, rotation nightmare is upon us, and KDB still hasn't started a game. City attack and defense both look great. Jesus is having himself a season, and Bernardo is slowly entering Pep's plans again. And not to mention, he didn't write this, but Laporte, like, the funny thing about City is, <laughs> Players who were rumored, rumored to be leaving the team this past summer suddenly find themselves in the starting 11. And it's just the most, <laughs> it's the most infuriating, like, nightmare of a fantasy um, situation that you could possibly find your players in if you're, like, Raheem Sterling or, or Riyad Mahrez or, I mean, just, like, anybody else, really. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think I, I want to bring a, Real life example from um, my um, my my older daughter's um, everyday um, <laughs> game. So we have a we have a living room uh, that is literally full of toys, <laughs> and we have a few toys that she has in 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 their room in in the kids' room, and every now and again we go up there and and choose a toy that she she wants to bring downstairs because because she she realized that she's been neglecting that toy <laughs> so, <laughs> so she brings she she she'll she'll bring the 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 downstairs toys have a steady rotation okay um the barbies come out the little horses come out whatever uh, it's 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 really a steady rotation the, sure the little cars sometimes it's 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 car day sometimes it's a drawing day or well, whatever whatever you know? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so so when the upstairs toy comes around that's the bernardo that's silva go to yes that's go to toy it's like 
we're going to play with that toy for two days straight. Can't even let let the toy go on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> uh, wants to wants to take the toy into the um, bath. Wants to sleep with the toy. Whatever. <laughs> but after the two days of intense usage, that toy will go back to the bottom of one of the um, toy holders or whatever, um, and eventually end up um, upstairs. Yeah. So, yep. I think that's the the situation here. Um, (laughs) um, He needs, Pep needed uh, Laporte, Silva and Jesus to stay. They're staying, they're getting minutes and they'll stop getting minutes once everyone's healthy. If I'm if I'm like John and I never thought I'd be chilling for John Stones, but he had a really great season last season. And the fact that he's not starting right. when healthy due to Laporte is just insane. Amen. Exactly. So, I don't have an answer to this, if I'm being completely honest. This is why I didn't draft City players. <laughs> Genie didn't mention that he's, like, super high on Grealish now, to the point where right. he doesn't think he's going to miss a game, despite playing for Pep Guardiola. I do think he's still going to rotate, but I, I'm, to a certain extent, with Genie on this. I, I do think that Grealish is, is basically, as far as City goes, as nailed on as you get. I still think ultimately the KDB is going to be that nailed on piece, but um, I've been pleasantly, I guess, surprised with the amount of time that Grealish has started. Um, I love the players, you guys know, but I was just like, first I was hurt yeah, because of the <laughs> Aston Villa betrayal. Like, I'm not going to lie. Second, I just, yeah, like we talked about pre-draft, that uh, everything that goes, goes with City is... Um, was going to hold him back, but he's looked really good. He's played a lot. Um, he always scores well for Antrex wise. So those boulders, if you will, have been kind of slowly taken ah, off of his back. Boulders, the boulders. Nice. See? So, okay. If, if, all right, we're, cause we have to move on. We can't talk. We could talk about city for, and I just, I yeah. will get frustrated. Um, but let me ask you this, which city assets would you not trade out right now to get Ollie Watkins? Uh, Grealish, KDB, and I think that's it. So, like Jesus on a high right now, you would immediately trade him out for Ali Watkins. Absolutely. Same. Same. Yes. And any of these other players that have been performing really well, Bernardo Silva especially included, get them off of your roster. Get a player who's going to start consistently. That's all I have to say on City. Yeah. Well, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Let's put okay. a bow on it. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, as, as listeners probably heard for just for a moment, um, Dottie is, is dealing with some <laughs> fussy, fussy children. Uh, so I'm going to move us on to talking shit about their toys, right? Exactly. Well, they heard him. They were like, are you talking yeah. about, you talking about my, my, my pony, my Barbie? Like, and then they were like perked up a little bit. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to talk about Liverpool quickly. Uh, and I have one thing to say about Liverpool and that is that I did a stats dive on Sadio Mane today. So I took Sadio Mane's stats from 2016-17 season from when he joined Liverpool until the season that just ended, and then I compared them to this season. 
So I'm going to go ahead and go through some of those numbers very quickly for the listeners. And Ryan, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this. So yep. uh, as far as goals per 90, so goals per 90 minutes, 2016, 17 to 2020, 0.5. 21-22, 0.5. As far as XG, expected goals per 90, 2016 to 2020, 0.46. 2021-22, 0.88 shots per 90 shots per 90 2016 through 2020 2.63 21.22 and finally well no actually there's two more sorry um key passes per 90 key passes per 90 so passes leading to an attempt on goal uh 2016 through 2020 1.76 21.22 1.5 then finally, assists per 90, 2016 through 2020, 0. 0.2, and 2122, 0.0. What do we think? So I thought about this quite a bit um, because I, I roster Mane and I, I have uh, a fair amount the last couple of years. Um, you can take that great data um, one of two ways. You could look at it glass half full which would be the fact that he's getting in great positions and he's getting a lot of chances he's not burying them as much as he used to but you know that could just mean that he's uh, a little um a little rusty and that uh, when he picks his form back up and liverpool is still creating all of these chances for him then he's going to be even better the glass half empty uh, approach would be the fact that he isn't finishing any of his his dinner and that he that shows <laughs> the fact that um he's just super out of form and these chances aren't gonna last forever and when they go away he's gonna be pretty bad okay so i tend to be kind of uh in the middle to me it seems as though the numbers are basically the same for his entire career and what stands out to me is that two years ago was an anomaly and the problem is we're basing our expectations of Mane now on what he did two years ago, which is by far his best year of all time. And I just don't think that he's that player. I don't know that he's a 22-goal-per-year player. And I think that potentially we are actually sort of fooling ourselves into thinking that he is... Um, I, I still think he's, like, elite, but, I mean, ew, I don't know. But he doesn't, he doesn't have to be a... A twenty goal player. I mean, his ghost points over the years have have been fantastic, and we've talked about how he's looked uh, a little off. But still, his four scores are twelve point five, twenty three, eleven, and fourteen point five. Yeah, like nothing to shake a stick at. If this no. is out of form, then I'll take it every day of the week. I have so. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. People talking about him being off, being, you know, he's maybe showing an early decline, whatever. No, these numbers link up with pretty much the rest of his career, aside from one year when he was an absolute superstar. Um, so I'm fine with uh, holding him. I would try to trade him in. Uh, Toddy, any thoughts on uh, Sadio Mane? Yeah, I think um, he's a bit worrying on the eye test because he's getting um, isolated and he's. He's not beating the first defender from a standing uh, position, but but yeah, he's still a, he's still a top asset. So um, I wouldn't go out of my way to to trade him out. It's just um, 
I'm personally I'm a bit disappointed because I was really high on him. He was my um number three um overall coming into the season. Yeah. And and that's probably right, Joe, uh probably clutching at straws from um two seasons ago and um maybe Salah's off season last season every Liverpool player's off season last season masked uh, the difference between these two guys because um, last season they scored very similarly with uh, Mane scoring less goals and assists than Salah so uh, that means that his ghost points were much 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 better so yeah um, I'm still okay having him I'm not panicking but um, if he keeps on getting um, um, into positions that that he got into against uh, Chelsea and to some extent against Leeds, um, then I'm going to be a bit more worried because all the creativity from the left was coming from Robertson and whenever Mane got the ball, he tried to cut in and more often than not, he lost the ball to the first defender. Yeah. It was just not, not what you want to see. All that said, I think he should have had three goals on Sunday. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he should have had better finishing. But so, and, and, and he, he will. Up getting one. And he will. You, yeah. you notice that in the numbers, his XG is, is way higher right now. I mean, like, I just think this Liverpool team, when it, when it hums, it's going to include Sadio Mane. Yeah, definitely. And you talk about two seasons ago. I mean, last season he ended up being the fourth total points in the in the league okay. after after Bruno Kane and Son. Okay. I mean, so everybody so. relax. <laughs> everybody relax and trade in if you have somebody who's panicking about Sadio Mane. Yeah. I played against him this last week and it's the reason I lost the entire week. Thanks, Robbie. Um <laughs> just kidding. Love you, man. All right, Toddy, Everton and then we got to go Chelsea Man U and we got to hurry here if we're going to get you to bed before 3 a.m. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Everton, um, I'm not going to open the can of worms fully. Just going to oh, peek God. in. Just going to peek in. Um, so the midfielders are overperforming our expectations and the fullbacks are underperforming ah, our expectations. Okay. Is this something that we should be expecting for the whole season? Uh, or is it just something that is growing pains and and Digne and Coleman will provide value and and the Corey will fall back down to earth? I think the fullback's value is largely bundled with a healthy DCL so that they can pump in crosses and he can head them in. Without that, I think they probably are forced to, to play on the ground I mean, a little bit more. Digne had his best score... This past game, this past game yeah. scored yeah, yeah but the point uh, five yeah maybe he ghosted a little bit but maybe in terms of returns I don't see anybody else putting in his crosses unless unless Rondon comes in and and starts heading in shit yeah no I would I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, queue up for that necessarily but and Coleman's always been boomer bust and I, I don't yeah. think yeah he's always a high end streamer okay so. We're still okay on Digne being a high-end defender too. I mean, I mean, I, th- I, I think the DA whole team and 
Cancelo are the only defender ones. Yes. I'd rather have. I think Rabo is probably a step up. Just yes. the fact that they're getting so many clean sheets. But would you I rather guess, have Van Dyke or Dini? Ooh, that's a tough Van Dyke. one. <sighs> when I look at a yeah, team that has played, I'd rather South. have solidity. I guess so. Yeah, Van Dyke. But I think I think Dini has more upside. Yeah, when I look at a team that has played Southampton, uh, Leeds, Brighton, and Burnley, and kept one clean sheet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, uh, downgrading those defenders a little bit. Okay. And That's I mean, Rafa, <laughs> thinking back to Rafa's Newcastle days, like, um, the, obviously like different team clearly, uh, but the defensive prowess was never necessarily the reason why like people thought he was, uh, was an effective coach or manager. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Which is weird because he's always famed for being, you know, very organized and setting up his teams to be tough to beat, but they rarely keep clean sheets. Oh, hey, dog. <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh, one second. <laughs> Go ahead, you guys. You guys chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've, I've seen um, a tweet or something about um, tampering expectations for Everton's defense with Rafa because everyone's still living in the. Um, Liverpool uh, beginning of um, 2000s age where it was Hippia and Agar and uh, Carragher and Don't you dare say Skirtle No, no, no I was going to throw in Skirtle (laughs) Strong at the back and building from there but honestly he's, he's been managing Chelsea and Real Madrid and and they didn't show that that effective no. defense. Napoli and, and Napoli as well, and neither did um, Newcastle. To be honest, he he did he did wonders with that team, um, finishing where they did um, with that kind of uh, ownership and with, with that kind of squad. But um, but but that's that's a different ball game to to how. How he'll do with Everton. So yeah, temper expectations of solid defenses with Rafa. Agreed. Completely. Okay, cool. We're gonna finish it out. Chelsea and Man U. Genie had both of these, so we'll see if we need to add anything. His thoughts on Chelsea, best defense in the league. Midfields and forwards will be rotation nightmares, except for Lukaku. Reese plus Lukaku are the two assets I want most. I still on Mount as well. I would add Mount, yeah. I mean, just because people were freaking out that he missed one game. Um, but I think there were special circumstances for that. And I well, think plus he's they're going to be pretty nailed on. They're all going to miss games. Exactly. It doesn't matter yeah, who even you Lukaku. are. Yeah, even Lukaku will. Absolutely. And, he, and you saw him used in Champions League. He may not start this weekend. Werner time. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Careful. Yeah, that'll last 20 minutes. Careful, you. You you watch your mouth. <laughs> I just want to see Chilwell, please God. Seriously, the poor man. Oh my God, I can't imagine what this is doing to him mentally. Um, I'm just thinking like sports psychology wise. Like I don't know. Tuchel <laughs> yeah. seems to be a uh, pretty. Tuchel said that he he wasn't in the right headspace after Euros. So after getting logic- dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So he drops him. Drops him. Drops him. <laughs> Twist the knife. 
Oh, God. Okay. And finally, Man U, uh, who are at top of the table right now. Um, Jeannie says, How? I know. Same old, same old, still giving dumb goals, but hopefully Ronaldo helps us turn those 1-1 draws into wins. Veron and Sancho <laughs> look <a> like... <laughs> Veron and Sancho look like they'll need more time to settle in. <laughs> Understatement of the century. Okay, so that's scary, and we have a million listener questions asking us about Sancho in specific. So, yeah, like, this is a concern. This is the softest start schedule-wise I think I've seen in a long time. Um, And if they can't start cranking out fantasy points um, in this run, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Plus, they have a ton of mouths to feed with Ronaldo entering in the into the fray and Rashford still to come back. Yeah, I think uh, we 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 were chatting about this uh, in our uh, uh, draft society group chat and and uh, drafted thoughts um was providing some level heads uh, in in the chat and he said that uh, bruno's ghost point per 90 has dropped from 11 to 7.2 wow and and that's even it's only one game with ronaldo yeah he needed that goal at the end to salvage this game this past game week yeah that he was bad before that as well. Hmm. So there's definitely concerns all around. Obviously, um, we still like their assets, I think, whoever's uh, able to roster them <laughs> due to uh, club rules. <laughs> um, right. But, but yeah, I think, I think we still like them. Uh, not as much as Genie. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's it's another wait and see situation. Yep, Ryan, you're breathing. Yeah, in. I was just gonna say. I mean, <laughs> everybody's been like that. Kind of, I've talked to is is hesitant um, with playing uh, an asset against Man United, and I'm like, I, I don't get the the hesitation. I mean, they haven't kept a clean sheet against Southampton and Newcastle. Like, I have no trepidation whatsoever trotting out any of my assets that I trust against against Man United. And I, I don't think their defense is, is going to be that great. I mean, maybe the Varane-Maguire partnership uh, blossoms at some point, but yeah, they're not showing it during this soft, this soft patch of schedule, so I'm not buying it. Okay. I love it. Those are your 20 teams, and those are your 20, well, maybe like more like 35 to 40 talking points <laughs> for those 20 teams. Uh, as we mentioned previously, uh, we are going to do a quick listener episode after this, so tune in on that if you will. Head over to the draftsociety.com, click on the inner circle page, and go ahead and join up, and you can listen to that almost immediately after we're done with this. Otherwise, listeners, thank you so much for bearing with us. Um, This is by far a much shorter one than you're used to. uh, And so we do apologize for that. But but aside from that, um, y'all know we love you. Community, you're the reason we do this. As I always say, thank you so much uh, for the support uh, and the constant kind words. Looking at you, uh, several people who DM'd me this week just saying how appreciative you are of um, the work that we do and the things that we put out. Thank you again so much. We'll talk to you all very soon. This has been the Key Pass Collective. Cheers. Cheers.